Welcome to the Make Dementia Your Bitch podcast. I'm Dr. Rita Jablonski. I am a nurse practitioner and researcher with over 30 years of experience working with people who have dementia and working with their family and formal caregivers. I am an expert in dementia behaviors why behaviors happen, what the behaviors mean, and how to best handle them. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and are no substitute for medical advice or care. If you are a caregiver for someone with dementia and need help understanding and dealing with these behaviors, please contact me at my website, makedementiayourbitch.com. Welcome to Episode 5, Bladder infections look different in dementia land. Bladder infections often cause more irritability and other behaviors in people living with dementia. In fact, caregivers or care partners are often surprised when their loved one with dementia suddenly becomes irritable, nasty, even physically violent. A bladder infection, also known as a urinary tract infection, may be the culprit. So, you might be thinking, when a new behavior happens, where the hell did that come from? I mean, you knew that being a care partner was going to have some challenges, but today is sucking. Your loved one is an absolute nightmare today. Nothing you do is right. Everything is stupid. You are a rotten, insert relationship here, daughter, son, wife, husband, etc. They're saying things like, I would be better off dead or in a nursing home. And you might catch yourself thinking, sounds good to me, before you catch yourself and a tsunami of guilt engulfs you. What the fuck is going on? Is this what my life is going to be from now on? Well, let's walk it back a little bit. Always look for a physical reason for a sudden behavior change. Any infection can create a more confused state called delirium. People with dementia are at high risk for delirium. Delirium can and does occur on top of the dementia. Think of it this way. When your body is dealing with an illness, even something as minor as a head cold, you feel pretty shitty. Your thinking gets fuzzy. You just want to take a couple of shots of some funky tasting medicine, preferably with 80% alcohol, just kidding, and go to sleep for like 12 hours. Your body is so busy mobilizing its resources to fight off the infection that some of those resources get pulled away from thinking and concentrating duty. A person with dementia already has fewer neurons handling thinking and concentration and memory. So if the body pulls away even more to deal with the infection, you get worse confusion and you also get a giant upswing in generalized irritability, which can morph into some really nasty verbal barbs and unfortunately escalate over time into physical assaults. Because bladder infections, also known as urinary tract infections or UTIs, 
become increasingly frequent as people age, these infections go to the top of the list. Call your primary care provider and insist on being seen today. You will initially run into a well-meaning frontline receptionist or medical assistant whose job is to triage the calls to determine if you really need to be seen today or if you are just overreacting. Unfortunately, none of the screening questions they ask and the answers you provide may move you to the not urgent list because the receptionist has not been fully trained about the workings of older adults. So how do you get into the provider's office or how to deal with the people on the phone who are the gatekeepers? When I was a nurse practitioner student 25 years ago, I worked in a very busy family practice site in North Philly. This was before gentrification. North Philly, a quarter of a century ago, was brutal. I used a padlock and chain under the hood of my car to prevent my battery from being stolen. As a nurse practitioner student, I fielded tons of phone calls from people needing to be seen today and right now for a variety of issues. Chest pain and drug overdoses were easy. Call 911 now. But some of the other concerns required me figuring out if the situation was truly medically urgent or if it was something else. So I understand and I am not dissing those folks who have to make these decisions on the other side of the phone. So when you call, the frontline person will ask you questions such as, what is your loved one's temperature? Is he or she having pain with urination? Is he or she having pain below the belly button? Is he or she urinating frequently? Does the urine smell bad? Here's the thing. A 30-year-old with a urinary tract infection will probably report a temperature of 99 degrees Fahrenheit or higher and yes to all of the questions. But an 80-year-old with dementia or even a 63-year-old with early onset Alzheimer's disease or FTD not likely. Because the frontline person is not versed in how bladder infections show up in people with dementia, the person may believe that your concern is not urgent and may instead schedule you for an appointment in three days, next Friday, <laughs> no. If this bladder infection is not treated, your loved one can become seriously ill and even die from a general body infection called sepsis. So, back to the first question. What number means fever in older adults? The 98.6 number for normal body temperature was obtained decades ago by measuring the oral temperature of a couple hundred male medical students aged 21 to 25 and averaging it. This means that some of us have normal body temperatures that may be 97.6 degrees or 99.6 degrees. Our temperatures also fluctuate during the day, being lowest very early in the morning and highest in the early evening. So how would you know your normal temperature? Well, you can take your temperature at the same time every day 
for three to four days when you are feeling healthy. That is your baseline temperature. The same should be done for family members with dementia. Take their temperature every morning before drinking a hot beverage or smoking a cigarette because both falsely raise the temperature reading for three to four days. Average it. You now know their baseline temperature. I've cared for older adults with baseline temperatures as low as 96 degrees Fahrenheit. So back to the frontline person answering the phone. Your dad's baseline temp is 96 degrees. You already know that. Today it is 98.6. What the frontline person does not know is a 98.6 temperature for your dad is really like a 100 degree fever for somebody else. This is where you have to become really assertive and explain this to the person answering the phone. Or, and I will deny this later, you can respond that your dad's temp is 100 degrees and then deal directly with the provider once you see him or her. I hate to advocate fibbing, but I've done exactly this when I knew that the frontline person was unable to comprehend the situation and I wasn't about to screw around with it. So what about the rest of the questions? Sometimes the person with dementia will complain of pain in the lower abdominal area. Sometimes you do notice that he or she is getting up to pee every 10 minutes. However, depending on the extent of the dementia and if the person is incontinent of urine, the answer to the question about peeing frequently may be no. You are probably thinking, but how do I answer the bad smelling pee question? Okay, this is a little gross, but I have to go here. Normal urine smell is ammonia-ish. Then there is the really strong ammonia smell that happens with concentrated urine because of dehydration. When you urinate first thing in the morning, that is what concentrated pee smells like. Finally, there is an even stronger, yuckier smell that screams infection. I cannot describe it, but if the urine from your loved one does not fit category one or two, you may be dealing with option three, which is really bad smelling pee. Okay, cool. You answered the questions, you have an appointment. Now what? The provider is going to ask for a urine sample. Someone will use a specially treated dipstick to check for evidence of a bladder infection. Caution. These dipsticks are screening tools and only accurately identify infected urine about 70% of the time. The nice thing is that they are immediate and if there is evidence of an infection, the prescriber can prescribe antibiotics while waiting for more laboratory work. The urine should go off to the laboratory and receive a more accurate analysis. If the laboratory results indicate an infection, the next step is something called a culture insensitivity. The results from this procedure will tell the provider which antibiotics will be effective and which ones will not. Culture and sensitivity analyses can take a day or more depending on the laboratory. So the clinician may prescribe one antibiotic, get the results back and say, nope, the bugs in the urine 
is not sensitive to what I prescribed, they're resistant. So I have to change the antibiotic to something else. And that's why you send off the P for a culture insensitivity. Once the urinary tract infection is treated, you should see a clearing of the behavior. The time it takes for the person with dementia to respond and for the mean nasty behaviors to go away varies from person to person. It can be in as little as 24 hours or as long as a couple of weeks. So if it's been over a week and the behavior has not shown any type of improvement in, in the positive area, well, one reason may be that the antibiotic isn't effective. Call the provider and ask about the sensitivity results. The provider may need to switch antibiotics. Another reason may be another underlying health problem. So get your loved one back to see the provider and have a more extensive examination. Well, after all of this, you're probably thinking, I do not want to go through that again. How do I prevent urinary tract infection? Well, hydration, hydration, hydration. I am not going to give you an amount. Look at the urine. Urine from a person getting enough fluids is a light yellow. And in the next podcast, I'm going to give you suggestions for how to get fluid into a person with dementia in order to keep the urine a light yellow. Spot check bathroom habits. As the dementia gets worse, people forget some basic care activities. Women may forget to wipe from the front to the back and do the opposite, so you want to keep an eye on what's happening in the bathroom to make sure there's not any wiping or anything going on that may increase risk for a bladder infection. Support continence, and you're going, what? Well, people with dementia do start to lose motor function, meaning that they will know they have a full bladder, the brain's saying your bladder is full, they stand up to go to the bathroom, but the motor part of the brain that makes the feet work and everything, the body walk, work together to walk to the bathroom, that part of the brain isn't communicating with other parts of the brain. Or the person may get lost going to the bathroom. You can help by assisting your loved one to the toilet every two hours while awake. Don't ask, do you have to go to the bathroom? Because the answer will be, no. I'm going to have future podcasts for handling refusals or creatively getting someone with dementia to go to the bathroom. Change adult diapers every two hours. Adult diapers contain the same hyperabsorbent materials found in baby diapers. This is not necessarily a good thing. I've seen family caregivers try to save money by changing the adult diapers once every eight hours. I've also seen family caregivers overwhelmed by the care recipient who will not cooperate with removal, so the caregivers pick their battles and only change the soiled diapers a few times a day. Even though the urine is being absorbed and the odor may not be noticeable, the bacteria living on the skin now have a warm, moist, dark environment to thrive and prosper in. 
The growing, thriving, happy bacteria are capable of moving up the urethra, which is where the urine travels after leading, leaving the bladder, go up into the bladder and setting up a new home, creating a bladder infection. There is also solid body of evidence that cranberries can protect against bladder infections in childbearing women prone to uncomplicated bladder infections. The results of studies that included older adults have not been conclusive. The ideal dosage of cranberry juice or concentrated powder available in capsules has not been determined for older adults or persons with dementia, but it may be something to look into. So one of the frustrating aspects of taking your loved one into the primary care provider's office for a urinalysis is getting the urine sample once you arrive. You may want to ask your PCP for the following to keep at home so that you can obtain a urine sample and bring it with you when you and your family member go to the office. Please discuss with your primary care provider specific steps for properly storing the sample if an hour or more would elapse before you could get the sample into the office. So some items you may find helpful is a plastic urine, we call it a hat, that fits in the commode to assist with urine collection. A plastic container for pouring the urine from the hat into the sample container. Cleansing wipes and a copy of directions for correctly collecting a clean urine sample because you have to wipe the area a certain way. I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you are a caregiver or care partner and are struggling with behaviors and are interested in working with me personally, please visit my site, makedementiayourbitch.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Make Dementia Your B, or you can email me at makedementiayourb at gmail.com. Together, let's make dementia our bitch.